Welcome to the Herpreneur Lifestyle Show. I'm your host, Annette Lakovich. Join me as I bring you the most cutting edge, coolest people in the planet to help you live a bigger, fuller life as a female entrepreneur. More health, more wealth, more happiness as you continue to grow your extraordinary business. Now, let's go. Woman now attracting easy money. Wow. In your business, your relationships, you can have it. Your self-esteem with speaking another language. Hello there. Today we're going to dive in deep about ditching the diet with Jessica Seppel, who is a nutritionist, expert blogger, and also she's a best-selling author of two recipe books. We talk all things nutrition, wellness, mindset, and also business. Today we talk about having a healthy relationship with food, the importance of being able to have indulgence days, why we don't want to get stuck, nailed down with a diet, because how that ends up turning into orthorexia or also binge eating. Jessica is the beloved voice behind JS Health, which is a brand of one of Australia's most sought after health and wellness advocates, encouraging a balanced lifestyle filled with delicious, nutritious wholesome foods and recipes. Jess has built a vibrant and a loyal social media community on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Plus she's built a huge following with her international health blog, which I only found out on the show today that that was actually what kicked off and started everything. Just a heads up with the interview about three quarters of the way through, we lose Jess's volume and it goes a little bit crackly. She's giving great information, hang in there, goes for about a minute and then it clicks back into gear again with normal volume. Let's get into the show. Jessica Seppel from JS Health. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's a delight on my Friday morning to speak to you. Yeah, and it's a beautiful day here in Sydney, and I know that you said you're open for clues. Where are you? Do you do you work from home, or do you have an office? Yeah, yeah. So finally, my my office is in front of my house, so it's good and bad. So it's kind of separate, but kind of together, and I love it, and I'm grateful because. You know, waking up, I, I basically do work 24, 20, 24-7, so I'm <laughs> I'm grateful that I can just pop downstairs and do what I have to do, but it's very much separate from my living space. So yeah. when in my living space, I'm very strict. I have no computers or mm-hmm. laptops or anything work-related in my home. Nice. And do you deck out your office? Is it a nice space or is it just like a little, I don't know, side room? <laughs> Um, no, I think we've made it quite, it's fresh, it's got flowers always and candles burning. Oh, that's beautiful. It's, it's a small space, but it's perfect for, yeah. you know, it's a small team, a small business, so it's good. Yeah. You know, for me, I love white. Um, so my, yes, my office white. is white and crystal and it's very, very feminine. Oh, <laughs> my I husband sometimes has meetings in here and I think it must be so girly for him oh. with the mink no, rug think- and... I mean, I think your workspace has such a huge impact on your everyday work life. So Couldn't agree with you more. Everyone knows you as an amazing nutritionist, super beautiful recipes, author of two best-selling books, successful online program, but how the heck did you become so passionate about what you're doing now? Yeah, well, not such a nice journey. Um, it was a hard, painful time to get to where I am today, so I'm always just so grateful that I'm living my dream and living a happy, healy life because it wasn't always that way. Mm. What happened was when I was 14, it's a long story, but I, I'll cut it short. I discovered fad dieting and basically went down this really dangerous path of Fad dieting, restrictive eating, restrictive clean eating, developed kind of disordered eating, orthorexia, exactly what I was talking about on TV this week, 
and really just developed a very negative relationship with food and my body. And this just went on for years and years, cutting out all the major food groups, found myself terribly depressed, anxious, um, really just not living my dream life in any way, Mm -hmm. Um, a really dark time. And what happened was I went off to study health and nutrition after school and can you pause right. for a second? Because you said yeah. wasn't eating healthy. What what were you choosing to eat, or what were you eating? Yeah, through that well, I was period? really a typical fad dieter, so I was living off skinny foods, yeah. artificial sweeteners, mm-hmm. black coffee, diet, yeah. all diet foods, cutting low out all those major yogurt crap. Yep, low fat yoga. Mm-hmm. You know, a diet bars, diet sweets, everything and anything that was low in calories, calorie counting, carb counting, yeah. weight obsessed. So being thin suddenly became my goal in life. Um, mm-hmm. I was just weight obsessed. I always say now as a holistic nutritionist, there's such a big difference between being weight conscious and health conscious. Yeah. You know, now in my everyday life, I'm utterly health conscious. Whereas I was just weight conscious. I was eating, you know, skinny foods is thinking every, at every meal, is this going to make me thin or fat? Not ever did I think, is this going to nourish my body? Is this going to energize me? Is this good for my hormones? Yeah. Is this good for my skin? I was like, is this high calories or low calories, high carbs or low carbs? And when you become a fad diet, unfortunately, you start becoming fearful of all the major food groups because as a fad diet, I tried every fad diet. So one diet is telling you to give up carbs, one mm-hmm. diet is telling you to give up fats, another one telling you to give up protein. So actually what you do as a restrictive perfectionist eater is that you actually give up everything and you limit yourself and it, there's just so much fear and anxiety around all those food groups. Yeah. And, you know, so my, if you're my, not getting those. Mm, yes. Yeah, so I was going to say my background um, before I got into the sales and the business side of things was actually health and fitness and I fell into the health health and fitness industry at a very young age so 15 I was teaching classes by 17 I was bodybuilding which is not a healthy sport either wow and um I remember just going off what you're saying which was I didn't care if I was healthy I wanted to look hot like that was the goal right it was I don't care if I'm fit I don't care if I'm healthy I just want to look good and it's so interesting in how things can change where everything now is for health and the nutrition and it helps you think better and clearer and perform better yeah it's really interesting what age does and when you go from one end of the scale to another yeah and I'm so grateful for the five years of study that I had because Oh my gosh, like that's when I actually had panic attacks because I realized how badly I was treating my body when I was learning, you know, in my chemistry classes or biology classes about Mm -hmm. the importance of those nutrients for different body systems and started realizing I had cut out all of those. And in fact, I was putting such such toxic foods into my body and the stress, the cortisol, the hormones, I, I had just put myself under so much stress and agony. And so my nutrition studies actually freed me and made me realize how badly I was treating my body. Mm. And, you know, like, just from the education then um, would have been, just say for avocado, because I remember thinking, oh, you can't have avocado because it's fat. It's like, you eat that avocado. Yeah. Like, it's, it's what, yeah. was the, what was the light bulb moment for you when things really just fell into place where you thought, okay, this is where I'm meant to be. This is what I've got yeah. to do. It really was in my nutrition. I remember it was in my fourth year of study, suddenly learning about the body. Cause in my bachelor of health, mm-hmm. the first three years, I was definitely still very out of touch with my body. I remember sitting in my lectures, with my diet Coke and can of tuna. So I'm sure I was still very much out of touch <laughs> and having and <laughs> like with my diet foods and still very miserable. And in my fourth year of study, something started to change for me. I started, 
I really actually made a commitment to give up dieting and that's a big part of my program and my books. It's like you actually have to make a commitment to yourself in your life. I remember saying to my mom, I would rather be a few kilos heavier than ever be on another diet again. This is this is really starting to take over. Like it takes over your thoughts. It really does. It dominates Mm -hmm. every part of you and it comes out in your everyday life. So I said I just remember thinking firstly with my lectures and learning about the body and the importance of a whole food diet and having all those nutrients, I started, I just had just said to myself, I need to start taking care of myself. So I'm going to make a commitment to myself to never give up dieting again. And that's when I started journaling about this transition from being this fad dieter to becoming a whole food eater. And that's exactly what the blog was. It was oh, a okay. So it started off as a blog first. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. Wow. But a a blog for me, a blog for no one Mm -hmm. else but me. It was a Mm -hmm. personal diary. It was on private. The settings were private. (laughs) No one could see it. This was just for me, this was a personal diary, a personal thing where I was just jotting down my transition. And I thought it would be a great thing to document because I knew I was about to be a nutritionist in private practice. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to help my patients when I, when I graduated. And I thought jotting down my own experience and the way that I was healing would help them heal probably. So I was jotting Mm -hmm. it down as a way to kind of store my thoughts and store the way, the things that were helping me that could help them. Mm. So no way. Oh my gosh. My biggest dream in my life was to be a good nutritionist. That's as big as I could dream. That's all I wanted. I wanted to be in private practice with a full, full diary of patients every day um, I never, ever wanted a public profile, never, ever wanted to be a, an author wow. or nothing, nothing like that. So how did that then come into fruition? How did you end yeah, up so, getting, yeah, just because you've got a massive following on Facebook, massive following on Instagram, you're an author of two bestsellers. How did that happen? <laughs> I think, well, what happened was that my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, said he took a look at this blog and he just he's very business savvy and he and he knew I was going into private practice very shortly mm-hmm. after you know this whole period and he said oh my gosh you need to make this live this will be a great way for you to get patients this will be incredible for you to build I think women will really really relate to your story because mm-hmm. I was writing about really painful times I was being incredibly vulnerable incredibly transparent Incre- I was putting myself out there and he yeah. was like no, and he's always flick it off, flick it onto public. Flick, exactly, <laughs> he, and, and and I'll actually never forget doing that. Oh, it yeah. went just a cl- one click of a button from public to private, and I have to say, like that was that was it. Like it was just this crazy, crazy response. People from all over the world were were relating to my story. They were just mm. like, oh my gosh, I get her, and. I will never forget, you know, this, I think it was the first week after I had made it live, I had 20,000 people viewing the blog and I was just like, what? 20? <laughs> I couldn't even really comprehend that. Yeah. This was just really, it was going to be a blog for the, you know, small community around me, potentially some Australian clients, probably family and friends. I was starting to create beautiful, nourishing recipes that were actually making me feel so well again because, mm-hmm. as you know, I was this dieter and I cut out all these foods, but I was starting to experiment again, with whole foods. I mean, my mom had taught me how to cook, so I really knew how to be in the kitchen with whole foods. Yeah. And so I was reigniting my passion again for beautiful, wholesome food. And I was also creating some recipes and putting that into the blog. And it just, people just resonated with it. That's all I can say. And and that, the blog, you know, was this is, was five years ago when I created it. And that's mm-hmm. how it remains today. It's this wow. place 
where I write and document my story, my transition, the tips that I learn and I study. And it's just a nourishing, safe space to come to for support. Mm, well, I didn't actually realize that was first, the blog. So yes. that was just, that's an interesting key point for me, just when I was researching you, I, yeah, I didn't say that. Um, there's going to be women on here listening going, how did you get your blog out there? So business mm. question, what well, did you do to get it out there so people would know? Yeah. To, there was no it? Instagram at the time. There was Facebook. So I just had a Facebook page. So I would mm-hmm. just share. Um, but I had this, I mean, I am a bit of an A-type personality. I just made a commitment to myself to write one blog post every single week. I, mm-hmm. I'd heard from a mentor that consistency is key. I had, you know, they, she had seen that I was writing this blog and she just said, and she had also had a blog and she just said, I, all I can tell you is consistency is key. Great. That's so I just awesome remember tip. committing to myself and as hard as it was, I remember, cause I was studying at the time and I was working. So I remember thinking how hard it is oh, to write another blog post on a Sunday. <laughs> Every Sunday I would wake up because that was the only time that I really had because I was you know, doing assignments and mm-hmm. exams and everything on the side. But I just had to write one blog post every Sunday. I'll never forget those days yeah. where I just and – I, and I did – oh, my God, I did not even make – I did not make money – from the blog for years. So mm. it was just this passion project yeah, um, on just, the side. Yeah, I love it. And and for anyone listening, if you want some help with just being able to get the content out of your head, um, if you go to AnnetteLackovich.com um, forward slash blogs, and if you have a look, I've got something there called the Rapid Writing System. And the Rapid Writing System just helps you get out a lot of the content in your head. It's like 53 different topics that are in your head that speak to your audience. So I just wanted to um, mm. write off what you're actually saying, Jessica, and piggyback on that. Just Because some people get really stuck with that blogging um, or just content writing for their newsletters or whatever. So I wanted to do a bit of a shout out for that. No, that's that's definitely important. Tell me, um, you're an advocate of quitting fad diets absolutely like that's one of the reasons why i want to get you on here because just researching you and just going yeah we want how do you have a and maintain a healthy lifestyle so tell me what's your philosophy now on food yeah it's really just become it's as the years go by it gets more and more simple mm-hmm. like i believe of course in a whole food diet I also believe in indulgence I also believe in balance Mm -hmm. I believe we need to tune into our bodies and our appetites and different foods work for us all very differently so what works for me honestly may not work for you Mm -hmm. and it takes time it really does take time so you have to be patient that's what my eight-week program is all about is tuning into your unique body and figuring out what foods work for you as an individual that's so biochemically unique Mm -hmm. so I've discovered that you know, wheat and gluten makes me tired. I absolutely will still go out on a Saturday and have my sourdough toast with my eggs when I go out for breakfast, but I know I'll be tired. So I'm yeah. aware of how foods make me feel. Mm-hmm. So I'm now eating according to those needs. So I don't eat sugar because it just makes me tired. It makes me groggy and makes me, gives me a brain fog. Mm-hmm. I'm, I still will indulge every Saturday night. I have dessert and I eat with joy and mindfulness, but I don't eat certain foods because they just don't make me feel well. So the purpose is to eat foods that just give you energy and give you and make you thrive. And I always say, like, healthy eating is the best way to boost your self-esteem and get kind of give you the energy to 
do the things in the li- in your life that you want to do. Yeah, it's such a big so difference, isn't it? We have to change our mentality. Mm. It's not. I mean, my my really my whole philosophy is no restriction, no deprivation. Let's mm-hmm. just find healthier alternatives to your favorite foods. In no way have I. Oh my gosh, I think the Jay's Health Life is so is is successful because. It shows people this huge, it gives people this relief. Oh my gosh, I don't have to deprive myself to lose weight, to feel good, to have clear skin, really. Mm -hmm. Like I can eat all these beautiful, nourishing whole foods and still achieve all of my health goals. Wow, like it's a relief to people. And I actually prescribe indulgence in my eight week program. I tell people to go and eat anything they want twice a week because it's the deprivation and restriction around food that. Yes. leads people down this really dangerous path of dieting and pressure. And I always say with binge eating, which is a really big epidemic right now, binge eating is just a, a result of restriction around food. You, mm. The minute you give yourself permission to eat foods, the minute you relieve the pressure to be eating a perfect diet, suddenly balance occurs. Yes. Gosh, um, that's so true. It's so true. I've never looked at it that way because I'll say to somebody like on the shows when people listen, I'll, say, I'll never say I'm a health expert um, though I know what to eat healthy, and but I do allow my days like a Friday night or a Saturday night, I'll still have something, but it's not like it then ruins it for the whole week. And because I accept that, there's no guilt there. It's like, okay, cool, I know what I'm going to oh, have. Well, yeah. It's going to create that bloating. And I love that you say that that's really aligned with when it creates that binging because if you're thinking, oh, gosh, I can't have it or you've got that restriction, is that what orthorexia is, what you were speaking about the other day on the TV show? on the Yeah, well, orthorexia is yeah well orthorexia is really the definition for orthorexia is fixation on righteous eating so a fear Mm -hmm. of eating anything but healthy food Uh um you know it's the strict 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 um relationship with food and so you cannot if you go out of the line if you if you sway away from that it causes you a significant amount of stress and anxiety Mm -hmm. so that is basically what orthorexia is and i absolutely had that um, and I think the pressure that comes – I mean, the thing is, I always say guilt around food adds so much stress to your lives. I mean, mm-hmm. when I was a fad dieter, immersed in guilt after every single meal, my cortisol levels physically – I mean, it had a physical effect. My cortisol levels were sky high. I, mm-hmm. I, I talk about it in my second book. Like, dieting creates high cortisol, and high cortisol makes it almost impossible to lose yeah. weight long term. Here you are trying to eat healthy and <laughs> – that's why when I was in private practice, it was so interesting. It was the fad dieters who came to see me who were the ones who struggled with their weight the most. Yeah. And that just goes to show how it has, unfortunately you might get results short term with it being on a specific diet, mm-hmm. but long term it makes weight much, much, much more difficult to control. Yeah. Well, tell us about your eight week program. Because of the stress. You've talked about that, so the, the eight-week program. It sounds like it's 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 pure wellness. It's 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 yeah. eating. It's mindfulness. Can you tell us more about the eight-week eight program? Yeah, the eight-week program really was just. I mean, I could see people were starting to get incredible results from my books and my philosophy, and I just wanted to put everything I knew that helps people transform in a balanced, holistic way into one place. So it's a practical, interactive eight-week program. You get fed content one week at a time. It helps you quit fat dieting um, and really actually heal your relationship with food. Mm -hmm. It's got a huge focus on mindset 
a huge focus on nourishing your mentality towards your body and having waking up with positive thoughts. And it's obviously got an, you know, really delicious meal plan with all very basic, simple recipes that support you. And then you get lifestyle advice and you get intuitive eating advice, which help, which focuses on your mindset with food. You get a really gentle, kind exercise, you know, suggestion mm-hmm. because I believe actually women are overdoing it when it comes to exercise a lot of them and it doesn't suit everyone if you are over exercising yeah and it suits your body that's great but from my experience women who over exercise actually have a really hard time with stress hormones and weight Mm -hmm. so been there been there definitely part of my philosophy is actually yeah yeah, exactly adrenal fatigue is actually getting people to cut down yeah and here i am doing burst training and oh gosh i was just killing myself Exactly. Well, we've been told we, you know, this is the thing we're inundated with so many messages around health and exercise, fitness, Instagram stars. Mm -hmm. How do we not feel this pressure to exercise all day, every day for two hours? I mean, I was doing the same, but unfortunately it doesn't work for a lot of women. And I think it does create a huge amount of stress on people's, of course, I'm a practitioner. I believe in exercise in a moderate way. Mm -hmm. Every, you know, I think exercise is so healthy for the mind, the cardiovascular system, your endorphins, everything. But I think we have to be careful with overdoing it. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. What do you do for the balance of or creating more harmony? Because sometimes it's hard to get balance right. Though, What do you do to keep your life in harmony? Um, being a businesswoman, being in the media and doing interviews and being an author and <laughs> juggling all that, mm-hmm. what do you do to manage your own stress levels? I really take big breaks when I need to. So I work really hard. I'm just like that. I'm really good. I, when I work, I work really hard. I, mm-hmm. I work strong and I work long hours, but then I, I do need to decompress. So I work really, you know, really hard for months at a time. And then I need to mm-hmm. kind of get away from everything. So I need to take a, probably two weeks off all email, off all social media. So I take mm-hmm. social media breaks probably four times a year, which I delete like this in January over the new year period, I deleted all my social media and emails for two weeks. Yeah. Perfect. Nothing. Unplugged. I completely disconnected, completely mm-hmm. unplugged. And then I'm a hundred percent refreshed and ready to go. And then I do the same in small ways. So like comes the weekend, I really, really try and disconnect. I delete my social media icons on my phone. I delete mm-hmm. my emails from my phone and then comes Monday. I'm completely refreshed. So I just, for me, it's just really, decompressing and disconnecting from my work for short and longer periods Mm -hmm. that helps me to stay balanced but also I have a very very dedicated morning and nighttime routine that keeps me incredibly my question my next question is do you have any type of nighttime or daytime routine so let's hear it I'm so I mean I think I mean I, I I've heard that like really successful multi-million dollar, like CEOs of multi-million dollar companies, the thing that they had in common was that they have a very, very strict morning routine. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing that and I thought, oh my gosh, if I'm going to create a business, I need to definitely take that up. So I wake up every single morning and I have a dedicated health routine. So I wake up and I sip my lemon water and I take my probiotic and I go and enjoy some exercise of like something that makes me happy. I only exercise in ways that I love now with lots of kindness um, and self-love. So I, for me at the moment, it's really yoga, either yoga or walk in nature um, or maybe sometimes like an interval training session just for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. So 
I wake up and I do about a 30, 40 minute ex- exercise session. And then I come back and have my JSL breakfast. And then I don't check my social media and emails until after this morning routine. Yeah. And then that's when I, you know, 8.30, 9 o'clock, that's when I get to my desk and start the day. So I always have a beautiful morning routine and then I have a very strict nighttime routine. So when I finish work at about 6.30, 7 o'clock, everything is turned off. Phone, mm-hmm. emails, everything. No, you'll, uh, you can ask my friends or family. They'll never be able to get a hold of me after 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. If, anything's em- if there's any emergency or anything, they know to get a hold of my husband. Yeah. Um, and that's it. That, that's what keeps him balanced. If I kept working beyond that, if I kept scrolling on social media beyond eight o'clock, I would not be able to wake up refreshed for my next day. Yeah, love it. Well, let's go into rapid oh, fire. Oh, my husband and I go for oh. a walk. Yes. Oh, nice. When do you do that? After do you, work. Oh, see, that's just a nice way just to... Just to decompress. Yeah, yeah like Just to yeah. get your mind refreshed from yeah. a big day of being on the computer. Yeah. yeah. We don't get to do that week um, nights, but we do it on the weekend. And it's just oh, that's gorgeous. My, my husband and a little boy. And it's just actually, it's actually very nice connect, like being connected as a little family. Um, but it also, you know, oh. helps bring everybody down to a normal level and <laughs> gets my little boy in bed. Yeah, so it's, it really it's does really de- nice. It really does decompress yeah. everything. All right. Are you ready for rapid fire? Ready. Let's do it. In your handbag, besides your wallet, keys, mobile, what's something else that you always carry? Oh, peppermint oil gives me like this hit of freshness and motivation yes. and like, like – I think raw almond. Yeah. Favorite business woman. Mm, this is interesting. I need to think because I've definitely read some really good books around business. I mean, I think even Gwyneth Paltrow is quite an inspiration with her goop. Wow. Um, I think my mom. <laughs> nice. My mom still work. My mom still works full time. My mom and dad they work full time together. Mm-hmm. Um, they they own a business together and they they work crazy crazy long hours and they really are probably my biggest inspiration. Favorite, favorite way to exercise? Yoga. I think Yoga. at the moment, and I used to hate it. So it's interesting <laughs> to, to me that I <laughs> like when I say hate, like I oh I like dreaded it. Um, I actually often say like yoga is something you sometimes have to hate to love because initially it's really hard to understand it. But the the way that it's changed my relationship with my body, it, mm-hmm. it's literally helped me become kinder to my body and, I, and definitely has helped me find stillness that I carry into my everyday life. How often do you exercise? Oh, less and less. Because <laughs> I, I know you said um, every day you do something, but sometimes it might be just going yes, for a walk in I nature. do do something probably every day, but it's really probably never more than 30 minutes. So mm-hmm. it will, I probably five times, four to five times a week. And I love to have like a Sunday rest day. I literally like wake up late, have coffee in bed, breakfast in bed, like so lazy. I, mm-hmm. I think it's so important for women to like, be lazy sometimes. As Australian women, there's so much pressure on us to go, 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 do, do, do <laughs> all the time. Like the, the thought of resting, we have so much guilt associated with rest and being mm-hmm. lazy. And I think it's so healthy. I actually need to talk more about this on the blog. Like being lazy, when I have a lazy, lazy, lazy Sunday of sleeping in, lying in bed all morning, I can't tell you how good I feel yeah. the next day. Oh, uh, yeah. And then you have children and you, you go, you'll never feel uh, guilty yeah, hey, again. Listen, that's you'll very... then want it. <laughs> Like, I just want to lie in. <laughs> exactly. That's very unrealistic when you have children, I'm sure. That's not fair. I, unless you've got a good I, husband. I know My husband's, you know, we normally take turns. Like, I'll either sleep in or he'll yes. sleep in. So, yeah. All right. Favorite yes. style of music? 
Mm, you know, it's so weird. I love classical jazz. Ooh, very nice. <laughs> uh, worst habit. It makes me feel good. <laughs> worst habit you'd like to break and happy to share? <laughs> Probably caring too much about what people think mm-hmm. still. Yeah. I think that's something. I'm, I'm definitely noticing I'm becoming less and less. I care less and less, mm-hmm. but as, as the older I get, but it's definitely something I've had to try and let go of other people's perceptions or judgments of yeah. me. Totally get that. I've, you know, for me, cause I do public speaking. The funny thing is when I'm on stage, I just don't care about the judgment, but oh, for divine. everything else, it's the one thing I've always had to train. <laughs> and it's like, isn't it weird that I put yeah. myself on stage to be judged, but that's the one area I don't care about being judged. <laughs> Oh, it's weird. That's healthy. That's healthy. That you have a place that you can go to where you don't feel yeah. that judgment. Um, all right. This, this one might have to think about. Best piece of business advice you've ever been given? Well, my mom again, always has said, like, no hard work gets unnoticed. So sometimes you are in that grind and you're working so hard and you're like, what is this? What am I doing this for? Like, this is too much, mm-hmm. but really it never gets unnoticed. Like you will be rewarded for that hard work in some way. Two biggest tips to give to women that will help them have a healthier, happier life. Like this is just from my heart. We please like remove the pressure to do it all perfectly. Mm-hmm. That's really not the point of the healthy life. I mean, Part of my philosophy is to actually eat a little bit imperfectly, have those lazy days, understand that you're going to fall down, you're going to eat more Easter eggs than you plan to. It's okay. Like we're human. So there's this, this is huge amount of pressure that's coming with the healthy life that all has to be done perfectly. But that's really not the case because the, the stress that comes with that pressure yes. of perfection is not healthy. And make one to two small changes a week. If, if, you're, if you're open to the healthy life, you really should not over, overwhelm yourself with trying to do it all yes, at once. The healthy life is, agree a, with you. is a journey. Yeah. It's a journey. It's mm-hmm. a long-time journey. Yes, I'm, I've been studying and living the healthy life for many years now, so it's easier for me. But just if you just stick to or commit to making one to two small changes every week, you'll notice huge physical and mental transformations. I'll never forget being in practice with my patients and we would make one to two small changes and the physical transformations that I would see were incredible. Like you think you need to do it all to find that transformation, but it's not true. Mm. Small changes make big change. Yeah, it does. It adds up. I've just did um, a release on losing stress and stubborn over 40 fat. And there's a whole Mm. heap of things I rattled off and I've actually said exactly what you're saying, which is just do one little thing each week and it will start to get to that bigger goal where so many people Mm. just try and do everything and they give up after a week. Oh my God, that was just too hard. (laughs) A hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. It's because the overwhelm causes us to give up altogether. Mm. All right. In closing, in business, you've got women here in the startup and the growth phase of their business. What's a tip that you could give now you've gone through a startup in your practice and startup with really branding or being an author, getting out there in the media? What's a tip that you could give someone that's in the startup phase at the moment? Oh, well, I say to myself every day, and I have for the last five years, I actually spoke about it on my Instagram yesterday, that the, the power of dreaming and visualization, like I, I'm coming out the vitamin range in a few weeks and mm-hmm. that was on my vision board three or four years ago. And it, I can't tell you how hard the process was, how hard the journey was, how many times I gave up. Mm-hmm. But if you hang on to that dream and that visualization of what it is you want to achieve, it, it will come true. It's hard. And you've got to also accept 
the hardship of starting your own business. Like it's, it is a hard journey. It's nonstop. You've got to be relentless. It is stressful. I think accepting all of that, that, that that's what comes with it, but there will be reward. Yeah. But keep hang on to the dream and the visualization, the end goal. Sometimes I say to people, just, just visualize the end goal. Don't worry so much how you're going to get there. Just keep your eye on the prize. Beautiful. And I advice. think that's that's really what I I'm just tell, I'm just saying that for my heart because that's what I've had to do. Mm. Uh, yeah. Women in the growth stage, so they've gone through the setup, the startup, they're out there, they're making money, but now they know they need to scale, grow their business, grow their mm. brand, grow their products. I think we've got to be open to the new like to the new world and that social media and influencers mm-hmm. are definitely yeah. a big part of helping you scale your business. So utilizing those new ways of social media that can really help scale your business. I mean, I'm so lucky because my husband is the CEO of JS Health. So I have his business expertise. I have zero business skills. I have zero interest in business. Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry to break it to you. Yeah, no, <laughs> I that's have, fine. Because you're an expert at what you do. You didn't sign up to be the business person. You, you, you signed no, up to like, change lives. This was a total accident. Mm-hmm. But I also have to say you've got to focus on what matters. Like I've never really focused on the number of the money. I've always focused on how can I create change that, that really, that really like will have an impact. Mm. Cause I think that if I look at all the very successful entrepreneurs around me, the brands that have been the strongest and the ones that have made millions and millions or whatever, the ones that have been most successful yeah. are the ones that have impact, yeah. impact on people and longevity. And, you know, so, it's no different to what you're saying where most of the women, you, you, you study women in business these days and women get into, uh, and there's more women creating businesses now than men and it's because they find something they're passionate about and they want to make a difference. So I think what yeah. you're saying, it's it's such an important tip um, because it's continually focus on that end result and the passion, uh, not the passion, the, the outcome and the solution that you're providing mm. because that's what's going to continually help you come up with the ideas yes. and what you need to do to continually grow that business. So I, I actually, love that. Yeah, two more points on that. Don't be afraid to pivot. Don't be afraid to turn and like change your direction. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. That's really definitely part of the journey. Like suddenly you're like, I wanted to create food products and realize there's really no money or success in that. Okay, no, I'm going to do this instead. But that's mm-hmm. okay because you disappoint people and you disappoint yourself. But that's really part of the journey. You have to listen to the audience. You have to listen to your community. They will tell you what they want. Ooh, so I think yes. that that's been the biggest thing. Like you've got to listen. I think, if oh my gosh, that's definitely my biggest piece of advice. You have to listen to what the people want. Mm-hmm. They will tell you. If you listen carefully, you will hear it. Um, and creating products or blogs or whatever it is in your business that you create based on what people need and want. Love that. Beautiful. Before I actually did the Herpreneur Lifestyle Show, I did a survey to see if women wanted it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because I thought I so just wanted good. to see what was the biggest stress, what's going on, oh, and it was just yes. it was extremely interesting. I went, yeah, that was my final nudge to go, yeah, oh, let's put that so show good. out. That's um, incredible. I always finish the show with this question. Yes. What's the one thing that you do, Jessica, on a daily to weekly basis, has to be at least weekly, that fills up your highest level of happiness? Hmm. I, ha- oh, I think a day off. <laughs> oh, wow. A day off of doing something that, me- like, like definitely a day off of just doing things that make me happy. So, 
if it's on the week, like I obviously as it could be just a Saturday, a weekend, I just have to switch off from the everyday work responsibility and Mm -hmm. do the things that I love. So for me, it's waking up yoga, having a late breakfast or making myself a delicious, more, more decadent breakfast than usual, Mm -hmm. slowing down, being with my family, like just a, a day off from the everyday hustle. If I don't have that day off, I notice that I start to get very overwhelmed and start to lose my passion and excitement for what it is I do. Perfect. So it's like a reset button. It's just a reset reset day. Mm. It can be a Sunday, a Saturday, if you're lucky enough to take a Friday off, whatever it is. Yeah. Just a a day or could be a morning of just disconnecting from the hustle. Mm. Fabulous. Thank you so much, Jess, for all your amazing information. Um, We've got the eight-week online guide to quick diets. If you're interested in that, guys, if you scroll down, you'll see the link. The link goes through to everything that we've mentioned today. We've got links to Jess's blog. We've got links to her books. Um, The latest one is Living... Yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm in trying. Maybe we should offer the audience twenty percent off the eight week program. I can give you a discount code. Yeah, perfect. Look, what we'll do is we'll put that in. So if you go to Annette Lakovich forward slash JS Health, we'll have a link there for Jess. Thank you, Jess. That's beautiful. Giving the ladies um twenty percent off. So we'll have that that code actually on that page. Click the link. You can go through to all the different things we've mentioned on today's show, um, Jess congratulations with everything big really excited for the next move which sounds like it's into the vitamins and we'll keep a really close eye on everything that you're doing from now on here on in uh thank you so much for having me in for all you do awesome thank you inspire woman thank you bye-bye bye Hey, I hope you loved today's show with Jessica Seppel. If you want to grab that 20% discount code that she mentioned at the spur of the moment, <laughs> uh, go to AnnetteLackovich.com forward slash JS Health. If you scroll below, you'll see in the show notes, click that link. You've got everything that's mentioned on the show today. And by the way, if you've been listening to the show and you haven't yet given me a review, please do me a favor and other women out there in business who want to be able to have a more holistic way to live. We've got 7,000 downloads of this show now, which is friggin' awesome, but we certainly do not have 7,000 reviews. So if you have just been an eavesdropper listening to the show and enjoying it, please take 30 seconds just to give us a review. It helps women be able to know what to choose when they're in business and they want to be able to educate themselves on information. This information is to help them to have a more brilliant life while growing their beautiful empires. So your review will help a bunch to help them know what to choose when listening to a podcast. And until next week, find something that's going to fill up your happiness cup. Make sure you do it and put it into your life on a weekly basis. This is Annette Lakovich checking out for now.